podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddock blues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. I'm Jamie, and today I am joined by G and Melinda. Hello, guys. Hello. Everyone okay? Yeah, yeah, not bad, yeah. Not bad. Uh, end of the week, so bank holiday weekend. So we've got an extra day off tomorrow. I don't. Love that for you. I don't either. I'm I don't, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I don't think it's, yeah, it's not a thing in Canada, is it, Jake? Mm, no. Everyone's no. like... Oh, coronation! I'm like, I literally couldn't give a shit. No, no, oh, that's right. I suppose you would never anyway because of you know, you're not going to celebrate him. But would you? Would you do that then? I don't know if he's your king. I'm not really that sure. Yeah, yeah, we're we're in the Commonwealth. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were. Well, the the queen's on our money, so well, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be him now on the twenty, isn't it? Depends. Apparently, there's a a, a petition to get someone else. That's not him. So we'll see. <laughs> Epic. <laughs> so we are actually an Everton podcast. Before you, you, you look at your phone and see if you've clicked on the right one. Please um, stop listening. Yeah, yeah. No, we are. We're just there. Uh... So we're going to get into it. So Melinda, you haven't been on since we drew uh, the King Power and we drew two two um, mm. against Leicester City. I'll just come to you. No, me and Jake done a reaction with Paul, but I'll just come to you for your initial. That was a week ago, but. Um, you're feeling from that, you know, are you, are you more positive this week after the performance and the results? Um, yes and no, I think. Um, I mean, it's really nice to see us score goals, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm like, okay, so we, we can do it. We do have it in us. It's a matter of actually physically doing it. Um, so I do think that's probably given the lads a bit of confidence as well. Um, and you know what? Playing away is never easy for us. That's not anything new you know so I think um there are some positives that we definitely can and should take from that match there's also um you know some not so good things as well from certain players and I think we'll probably get into that in a little bit um yeah he's uh, he's coming up buddy (laughs) yeah so it's just a bit but then again I've seen so much sort of conflicting opinions on Twitter recently um about Michael Keane and a lot of people are you know completely going in on him hammering him like a lot where I'm almost like okay all right that's that's a bit harsh but mm-hmm. then again it's 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 just difficult isn't it because look at the position that we're in yeah, and, but yeah. then it make, makes you almost question like is he actually doing everything that he possibly can if that's the best that he can do that's the best he can do you know so, but yeah. then again, we, we have other options, don't we? Um, so that's what I think uh, big questions are coming now for Sean Dyche. You know, w- w- like, I think a lot of people now are start are kind of, and I did mention on the last pod as well, I, I believe that I was on, but people are now starting to question him, I think. Whereas before we kind of had full, full kind boss, of faith, yeah. in, full support and full faith in Dyche. But now I just feel like it's, uh, the tables are turning a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I think we, I mean we will get on to that, but um, and he does come up in this pod. But Jake, uh, 
I'll just get your final thoughts on Leicester. Listen, we're in a position now in the league and we're in a sort of position in the season where you just forget every game as soon as the final whistle goes. You know, we pick, we can pick the bones out of games, but really you've just got to move on and forget them. So I'll, I'll come to you for your final thoughts, anything that maybe you've thought of in the week or anything maybe that you didn't say in the last one. I'm just thinking it kept it in our hands, didn't it? Like where it kept us in the race, I think. Anything less than a point. Like, obviously, if we'd have lost that game, I think it's curtains for Everton. But I think it keeps us, it keeps it in our hands. And, like, I've been looking at the, the fixtures and the league tables. Like, there's a very real scenario where if we draw it out for the rest of the season, we just get we just get draws for the rest of the season. We survive. Mm-hmm. Because Leeds have got a horrible running and they're not playing any kind of good football right now. Leicester's running's not the best. Not Forest isn't the best, so I still think I still think it's a two out of four go down. Hopefully, one of them is not Everton, but I think a lot of people seem to think no. A lot of the the pundits, shall we say, seem to think Everton are going to stay up after that performance. Saying if we can perform like that for the rest of the season, we'll pick up points. So take from that what you will, because one of them pundits was Roberto Martinez, famously fired from Everton. The other one was Jamie Carragher who we all know his feelings on Everton, so we'll take it from there. But take it with a listen, bottle of salt, don't we, really? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Listen, we didn't lose, and that's a positive, so... Yeah, I think that was it, mate. You're right. You are right. You got, didn't... got to take any positives, haven't we? 100% we have, and we can't sort of try away from that now. Um, but I'll just stay with you for something that Millen had brought up before. Um about the fans sort of turning, I wouldn't say turning on dice, they keep the nail on the head, it's sort of, we had, we had, had our full, we's had our full support, we're starting to think, well, hang on a minute, why is he not doing this, and why is he not doing that, and the main one for me, I'll get your thoughts, I think I probably already know it, is his stubbornness with Michael Keane, is just pure, it's arrogance in my opinion, of the man to be still, putting this trust in this kid, this lad. Now, listen, it's not Michael Keane's fault. I've seen someone on Twitter say, Michael yeah. Keane doesn't pick the team, and he doesn't. Michael Keane doesn't pick the team. Sean Dice does, so we've got to point the finger at Dice. Unfortunately, you know, he's putting the kid in the firing line to just constantly make mistakes. I don't get it, me, personally. I honestly don't. I, I can't understand why he keeps playing Michael Keane. Can you explain it? Uh, me, personally, I've got no idea, but Apparently, he came out to... I was reading something on Twitter this morning. Or I can't remember. It might have been last night. He was saying Michael Keane has played more in a four than Connor Cody. So, that warrants why he's been in the team. Because that's the way Sean Dyche wants to play right now. He wants to play a four at the back. But, listen, we've, we've all seen it. Michael Keane's just a mistake waiting to happen. We've all, we all said about Mason Allgate. He's got in at a red card on a mistake. Mm-hmm. Michael Keane's just got a, has always got a mistake in him. Look at Monday. He was at fault for the first goal, just caught ball watching. Second goal, he was never going to keep up with Jamie Vardy, was he? One ball over the top. And then he gave the penalty away. Three three mistakes in any in any profession is enough to get you to for you to lose your job. In football, maybe it's enough to lose your starting job, personally. But I think listen, the highest end of the club, Jerry Mina, he said probably arguably our best defender. He's just sitting on the bench. Connor Cody sitting on the bench. Leadership on the bench. Head there and Connor Cody sitting on the bench. Michael Keane looks like a lost kid half the time. He looks like he needs someone to hold his hand to get him through the game. 
If he looks like he needs someone shouting at him, telling him where to go. You can't in the position we're in. You can't you can't have any dead weight. You can't be carrying a player like that. So, I mean, it seems harsh, and it seems we always just we we target him. But when you just see mistake after mistake after mistake, something's got to give, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I think as well, Melinda. You you like to, which is a great t- trait of yours. And I don't even I don't understand why you support Everton, but you so <laughs> you sort of like to pick the positives out of players. You know, you you look at them at a different angle and go, well, you know, he's trying, he's doing this and that. And but I think even you said uh, in the group, he's got to come out that team. He's not. We're not attacking the man. We're attacking the player, and. He's, he's rubbish, isn't he? Yeah, yeah it's, it's just, it's unfortunate. Like, I mean, like you just said, I really do. I mean, I want to see the best of every Everton player. And now is the time for them to show it because um, we are in trouble. That's not a secret. Um, but as Jake has just said, you know, how can you, how many more mistakes is Daesh going to allow him to make until he takes him off the team? You know, like, I just... I'm just not really sure what more he needs to do to prove to you that it's just not, it's not good enough. It's not at the level that we require in the Mm -hmm. Premier League or at, you know, at this point in time where we currently are in the table. Like, I mean, as his fans, I mean, I feel like, you know, we're all on walking on eggshells, but I just don't, does Dyche like know where we are on the table? Like he, does he know we're 19th? Like, does he know what's going on with us? Because like you said, Jake, again, like we've got two perfectly proven defenders on that bench. So I'm not really sure what's, it's not working. Is it like, so he needs to, he's he's got, he's got to change it. If he does not change the lineup for tomorrow, I don't think he will personally like, but I mean, I know, I know, I, I, I agree with you. I, I do not think he's going to. I think Michael he's Keane's playing tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's gonna happen. And just one, one more point on that before I forget. Sorry, Melinda. Yeah, that's is, okay. Look, remember the Arsenal game? It's just a guy gay. Had probably the worst half of football he's ever played for Everton, and he was hauled off the pit. He was hauled off. He was hauled off at halftime. Why is Michael Keane not held to that same standard? If you're not good enough, come off you come. Like we can't afford, we can't afford it. any mistakes right now. Yeah, no, it's a, a, that's a fantastic point, actually. Yeah, why do why do only certain rules apply to certain players and not others? Yeah, I think it's again with Michael Kane and Sean Dyche. Yeah. I think they've got it's, it's that sort of. Um, are we? He, he trusts Michael Kane to do what he's been asked to do, which. Says a lot either about Conor Cody or Yerry Mira that he doesn't trust them. I'm sorry, but the professional footballers, ones in England international, you know, the ones play for Barcelona, you know, so I'm pretty sure they're looking at Michael Keane thinking, How are you in this team? And I'm not. Now, I, someone made a good point to me and said, Obviously, doesn't look like Conor Cody's going to be getting made a permanent deal. Mm. It wouldn't surprise me if Everton sort of said if he plays twenty games or how many games, he automatically get it gets activated, and they're a bit like, well, I don't want him, so he's not playing. I I, I just to come away from Michael Keane because I think we can go on all day and listen. We we still can't we won't pick the team. Uh, but I think that's just stubbornness and 
Sean Dyche's part because he'll still play him tomorrow. I watched the press conference. You know, he was basically getting asked why are you still playing Michael Keane and why, why is Conor Cody not in the team now? For manager, can't sort of see that. I think Harrigan did a bit as well after on on Monday Night Football after the rest of the game, just highlighting how poor he's been. Um, now if you can't see if everyone else can see it and you can't, that's worrying for me. If my own football manager can't see that. That he's playing a man, a lad who's just not good enough. But the other thing that really got me up on Sean Dyson, this we're not turning on Sean Dyson, of course, if he keeps us up, you know, fantastic. And we've got some, we've had some brilliant results under him, but it's it's not making substitutions on against Leicester was just it still baffles me now. A week later, the game yeah. was absolutely screaming out for um, the Corey to come off because he was knackered, you know. Um, you're running Alex, on fumes yeah Alex Iwobi looked like he, yeah. he, he couldn't get up he could get back but then as soon as he got the ball he just wanted, looked like he wanted to get away from it Jack McNeil was the only one actually probably still running around and Leicester were on the halfway line and yeah. I thought if they bring in Mary Gray on Leicester dropped 10 yards here 15 yards yeah. what do you think oh it's quite quick this lad Anana waiting to come on you know what What? I was thinking I'll ask you but can you explain that? Can you, I know probably we can't because we're not football managers, but... I, I Honestly, I don't know because we just looked knackered in that second half. And I thought... I really thought he was going to bring Tamari Gray on, like you said, Onana, just some, some energy, you know? Mm-hmm. I just... I, I, I don't know. I honestly do not know. And I, I think Deitch did make a comment about it, didn't he? He said something about... Something about statistics, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, something like that. He came up with some comment, and I kind of went, "Okay, I still don't really understand why you didn't make a sub." <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, "Okay," but yeah, that to me, and I don't, yeah, like like you said, Jamie, I, you know, we're not turning on him, absolutely not, and I really do hope he keeps us up, but um, yeah, I, I really just, I don't understand that. Do not understand that one bit. I think we could have got a third. I honestly, I I know, I guys, we got two goals. I know it's like, wow, that was asking a lot. But I, I, I honestly do think, like, I think we had a third in us. Yeah, I, right. I do. Yeah. Like, we had some, you know, well, that absolute sitter from Calvert-Lewin. Oh, it's frustrating as hell. But I, I do think we had the right energy. They wanted it. They wanted yeah. it. I did believe yeah. that. They were pushing for it. And it's just, I'm, I was sitting there thinking, I was in the pub watching it and I'm sitting like, where was this like four or five weeks ago? Yeah. Like, is it too late? That's the, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? So. The thing is for me, it was like, that game was just crying out for someone to stretch, to stretch the game. We needed a little injection of pace. Someone, it would have been perfect for like Damari Gray or even someone like Onana to come and put his foot on the ball and just be like, yeah, do with it. Here's the ball. I'll I'll hold it. You get in position. I d- I do think if Damari Gray had come on, I do genuinely think Damari Gray would score because that Castagna couldn't keep up with, with Calvert Lewin's pace. Yeah. Like Calvert Lewin's not as fast as Damari Gray, so yeah. they were like, and they were targeting Michael Keane for the same reason, but for whatever reason, they just didn't want want to do it. And I don't. Yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea why he wanted to not try and win the game it was almost like 
I, I think I said it to, to Jamie and Paul. It was like sometimes you've got to risk a loss to try and get a win. And yeah. for, for whatever reason, he seemed perfectly content with the draw. I was like, if, just think if we'd have come away with, with that, with a win from that Leicester game, we're all bouncing. Like, all right, this is the, yeah. this is the, the tone for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. He seems a bit of a stubborn man, doesn't he, Sean Dice? He seems a bit, which sometimes can be good, uh, sometimes can be bad. I think the two souls are the best. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll just let's now ask us both a question and and I think Paul said it as well um, if he keeps playing Michael Keane we're going to go that's it I think there's no way back we're gone so I'll ask you both a question Jake I'll start with you and I'll go move to Melinda will Sean Dice stubbornness be the downfall of himself and Unfortunately, have a football club. Yeah, I, I, as, as Paul said, if Michael Keane keeps playing, we're gone. We're gone because there's teams out there. The teams we play can exploit weaknesses, especially teams like Brighton, teams like City. Listen, yeah. at this point, at this point in time, goal difference could be worth pretty much an extra point, yeah. and we need to not. Of a, a shit goal difference. But if we continues to play Michael Keane against City, sorry, against Brighton tomorrow, I think they'll have a field day with him. And then I think Haaland's just going to bully him if he plays him against City. Haaland's oh, bullied much better. <laughs> he's bullied much better defenders than Michael Keane. So, but yeah, I I, I, to answer your question, I think if Michael Keane carries on playing and Sean Dyche sticks to his guns and is stubborn we're gone Melinda I probably know your answer but it will be won't it I suppose it's tough like I I just can't I just can't get out of my head the fact that like look how many errors that he's made you know And and I do admit he had an absolute worldy of a goal that was a phenomenal goal but that's like the only good thing really that I, that comes to mind. And it's just, I just could not believe that performance. I really couldn't against Lester. I was, I was, I was just, why did he not take him off? I meant that that is just still going around and around in my head. So like we just said before, I don't think he's going to make a change. Should he probably, Um, but I just, it's really hard to obviously say it out loud, but yeah, I, I think we, I think we could, we could go. Like, I think it, this could be the year. This could be it. If it doesn't sort it doesn't sort it out. Yeah. If you like, so stop looking at your own re like your own personal reasons, whatever it may be of why you want to do something like look for the greater good, like look for the team, look for the club. Like just, I, I do not know how or why or, you know why he does what he does like we will never know but it's just it's just not it's not working John Dyche it's not working and um yeah I think he just needs to maybe step outside the box a little bit and just you know we also don't know what's going on 
behind the scenes at the club with Connor Cody and with Yuri Mina. We know Yuri Mina's had many, many fitness issues, um, you know, over the years and stuff like that. But we also don't know, like, like character wise, you know, maybe I, I do want to believe Michael Keane does have a really good work ethic. You know, I want to believe that. I want to believe he, he does work hard and he is trying to prove to Sean Dyche that he does deserve to be in that starting lineup. But just the mistakes that we've seen recently are it's if they continue, he's going to, he's going to send us down. Like it's, it's going to happen. Hopefully, listen, well, you know, hopefully he can, he can um, learn from that. He can, yeah. move, he can sort of pull Michael Keane to the side and say, I don't think he will. I honestly don't think he will. I think he, Michael Keane's probably first on the team sheet. Purely now the fact that he's been asked, that question has been asked him. I think he's yeah. more inclined to like FUs and playing him even more now, um, which oh. is, you know, as you said before, not good for us. Yeah. You know, don't play if, <laughs> I'm not bothered. Your relationship with him when you were at Burnley, he's not good enough to play for Everton Football Club. I'd yeah. understand if he didn't have another centre half on the bench. I'd get that and go, well, what else is he meant to do? But he's got two of the better centre defenders on the bench. So, for me, yeah, it'll be his downfall and it'll be the downfall of Everton if he keeps yeah. playing. And we're not pointing the finger at Michael Keane and going, you'll be the reason we get relegated because he's obviously not. But it's a factor. If you've got a defender in your team who can't defend and costing you goals all the time, it's cost 18 goals since he's been in the team. It's a factor. It's, it, you know... I'm sorry, but it is. You, you, you can take if you t- if you take him out and go well. I will Connor Cody goes in. I don't think we lose as many games. So you don't lose as many points. You actually pick up more points than you've got now. So yeah, like we're just we're we're just lucky that we have Jordan Pickford because that easily could have been three two. Yeah. Like no, that. I, mean, I think it'd have gone to about four one me five one if they just scored that pen. Yeah, yeah. Because it just would have given them so much more momentum yeah. and then we would have we would have completely lost ours at that point yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll move on from Sean Dyche and, and Michael Keane and everything else and we'll just go into a little bit of just, I can't say good news because it's it's not but in the grand scheme of things it's probably good thing good news um, when James Coleman sort of was Ooh. off on that stretcher oh god that was awful just thought the worst. It was just yep. like you were watching a family member getting their stuff into an into an ambulance. It was horrible to watch. We all it thought was the horrible. worst. You know, we got told he'd never play for Everton again and all that type of stuff. But then there was light at the end of the tunnel. Um, him, he even come out on the social media and said, "There's no ACL damage, so I'll see you soon." He won't play for the rest of the season. I don't. I don't think he will. Um, Medical. Yeah, he's, come, he's had them before, though. Um, <laughs> I don't think he'll play from now to the end of the season. Purely, be, it's, it's harder with your age. Don't forget, you know, he's 34. You know, I'm 31 and I struggle to get out of the bed. You know, he's just had a, <laughs> he's just had a bad injury, so I don't think it's going to be... We don't think we'll see Seamus for the rest of the season, but to have him sort of in and around the team and, you know, you haven't lost your captain who's got ACL damage and they're saying... Maybe six months. I think that'd be a boost for the players. Me, I think it'll be yeah. a boost for the players. And um, I'll just get your. I'll just open it up. Of 
I just, I don't know. What, what, it was such an initial, like, oh, God. And then it's because I got, oh, actually, not that bad. Um, it's still bad, obviously, we're missing them. But do you think Nathan Patterson? I thought he'll just slot right in me. And I might be naive in thinking that. But I just think he will be all right with Nathan Patterson. The problem is, Mason Holgate's back, isn't he? And we all know... Uh, Baby Jesus. Shut Sean, <laughs> Sean Deitch and his uh, experiments, shall we say, at right back when we're nineteenth in the table. He's but, can't yeah. go, can he? Sean, he's a god. You just no, don't know I, anymore, do you? I I do agree with you, um, Jamie. I have I have faith in Nathan Patterson. Yeah, completely. He's yeah. a natural right back, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think he will slot right in there, and I I I, I don't think we'll have any. Problems with him? No. Well, I do think. Sorry. sorry, just going back to the to Seamus Coleman. I do think if that's the other way, that's a red card challenge. By the way, that was a nasty challenge. If you that watch it in slow was... motion, it, it's it's knee eye, it's knee eye, and he's he both feet are off the floor. I don't know. How it can't be a red card. And he walked it's away with a yellow card. It was horrible. Hor- it was horrible. Yeah, when you're right, when um, like it's slow down. Yeah. Oh, it just looks horrifically bad. Horrifically yeah, I, bad. Well, I did genuinely fear the worst for James Coleman. I thought it was another leg break. Oh, I, I, I fully thought, I thought he it, broke his leg. I thought his leg was gone. I was like, well, that's the end of his career, isn't it? Yeah. Listen, it still might be. It's hard to recover from the injuries, especially at, at 34. But the, the, the fact there's no ACL damage is, is pretty, pretty huge because that, that could have genuinely been a career ender for James Coleman. But I think Jamie, um, you brought up a good point though. Like it, it, him still sort of being present at the club and around the yeah. club and bring, giving that energy and that leadership. Because I, I don't know which player it was who came out. Was it James Tarkovsky? Maybe. I think I think it was James Tarkovsky, and um, he basically said, "There's no one, no one that loves Everton more than Seamus Coleman." <laughs> basically, <laughs> like it was a really nice little statement that he said, and um, you know, he just he just loves the club so much, and you know, he will fight for this club and in me now any way that he can, obviously he can't play, but um, I do think it's really important that, you know, cause he, he's been, he's been with Everton for God. 15 like years. For, for, for like forever, you know, like I can't imagine now him not, <laughs> not playing for us. I just feel like he's always, always going to, Oh yeah. Coleman, he'll always be there, you know, but, yeah. but yeah, I just, um, I just, I do think it's really important, especially for the lads that really haven't, you know, been at the club that long and maybe don't really get it as, you know, as much as Seamus Coleman clearly does, but just to drill that into the lads to go, look, you know, this, this, this club is like, we're, like, we're a big club. I know there's ongoing jokes about, oh, small club, whatever. No, like we're a big club. We're a big club. Whether, Whether people, whether people like it or not, we are. And, um, yeah, he just, he just gets Everton. So we, we, we need to keep his energy. He, he needs to keep his energy around those players going into these last last four games or... Yeah. Yeah. No, we will. I don't think he will as well. You could see him on the stretcher giving the, you know... Come oh, on and stuff I know. Like that, so I think Maybe he's in that. Cry, you know. Yeah, well, when you see now, I just told, he's not going to let these players rest on the models. I was like, oh, well, we haven't got a captain anymore. And I think... Listen, I think Jordan Pickford is a good captain anyway. I know he's a bit, he's a bit nuts, like, but <laughs> he, will, he will. No, and he won't let these, he won't let them defenders sort of 
a wee bit anything which I do like about Jordan Pickford. Um, but I'll just go from well, I'll go for some someone that we're going to be missing to someone that we definitely have missed. Um, I thought Donna McCarvin Lewin against Leicester City was the old Donna McCarvin Lewin, and people will mm. go, Yeah, he missed that chance. Yeah. If you watch it again, it's actually a great save. Um, yeah. Fair enough. It's it comes out of dead. It it actually gets a deflection, comes out on quite quickly, and I think it, it actually goes on target. And the keeper saves it, so it is what that's just one of them. Now, I've seen Haaland miss chances like that yesterday against Leeds. It just happens. I'm not comparing them to by the way, but I'm just saying strikers miss things like that. He had the balls to step up and take the penalty. Yeah, he's been out for months and months. People have been on his case about this, that, and the other. And he, as soon as you won the penalty, give me the ball. I'm I'm, yep. winning, I'm scoring this penalty. It's mine. I'm having it. I'm putting the back of the net. He telephones centre halves. He's bringing two two to three defenders with him at all times, and the ball gets lumped up to him. We're actually playing with a centre forward that we've been waiting for all season. Yeah, <laughs> and and it shows. Um, Jake, I'll just come to you. He's massive in me, in my opinion, for these next four games. Yeah, I think the fact he actually scored the penalty will give him a world of confidence as well. I think he needed he needed to break the, the shall we say duck for whatever this since he's come back. Listen, I think if we'd have had if Dykes had, had Calvert Lewin for even half of the games that he missed, I don't think we'd be in the position. I think we'd be we'd be clear by now. Yeah. He just gives it. He, he just gives us something completely different. We've actually got a game plan when he's on the pitch. And like we've still we're trying to play the game plan with him when he wasn't on the pitch, and it wasn't working. But I think, listen, if he can score four goals from now till the end of the season, he could very well be the man that does actually keep us up. Imagine if he scores two two goals, one one against Wolves, one against Bournemouth. We win both of those games. Stay up on last game, last day of the season. Exactly. He's gonna be he's gonna be a hero, isn't he? So yeah. I, I do I do think. Again. Again, yeah, again. Yeah. He's done it before. Why not? Why not again? I do think he is going to be massive for the next four games. I think, listen, as much as strikers terrify our defenders, I think he can scare defenders because just because of his presence, he's a big boy, and he like, yeah, he can hold the ball up. You can, he can have people running off him. He can. He just gives us different facets to our attack. That I'm trying to get it to McNeil, trying to get it to a Wobi to cross the ball in. I do think, listen, we've got to go for it now. There's no no sitting back, and I think he allows us to go forward. Yeah, it does. And Melinda, I don't think I'm sure you don't. You told me you don't like Calvin Lewin. Nah, he's not. He's not really up there, at the top of my list or anything. You know, mm. nah. it's so good to have him back, though, isn't it? <laughs> oh my god, I love him so much. Oh, he's just so lovely to look at A and B. Um, he is just, yeah, when, you know what? He's such a focal point, yeah. like on the pitch. You know what I mean? Like he's just, he has such a presence. He has a lot of power when he wants to. Um, and I just think, yeah, like I just, I was sitting there the other day thinking, God, if only he was fit this entire season. And I know we can't think that way, but it's really hard not to because now seeing mm-hmm. the way, the you know what? And then maybe we needed to do that, go through all of that for him to be able to get to where he is now, and he's he's fit and he's back and he's, you know, 
I feel like mentally he's he's stronger as well which is which is really good it's sort of coming out when he's playing and you know when he's coming out to you know he's when he speaks as well about Everton in the media, I just think it's really positive stuff, which is good. Um, Seems to have got his swagger back, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's kind of got that little, like, especially definitely when when he scored that pen, and Jake, he hit the nail on the head. I think that's given him the confidence he needed. And honestly, I do think going into these last these last four games, I I honestly would not be surprised if we see him score quite a few goals. I think well two. I'd be fine with one in each. <laughs> one, one a <Four>. game. <laughs> one a game. <laughs> one nails across the board. I'm fine with totally that. But, but, but yeah, I, I do gonna win by he, one goal. I'm fine with that. So a win's a win. A win's a win. I couldn't care if we scored one goal from now to the end of the season in every game. Yeah. As long yeah, as it's a one nil win. Yeah, obviously, but it doesn't. If it it. Alex Iwobi on his dreadlocks and goes in. I couldn't care. I honestly Alex. don't care. You're more likely to go in off his trampoline shins. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but, no, it's to have Calvin Lewin back. Hopefully, listen, he can stay fit till now to the end of the season. I think he probably will. Touch wood. Um, and even going into next season, and I, I can't see him leaving. Me, personally, I know people give sort of go, well, he'll definitely leave. I don't think anyone would touch him just with his injury record. And I think there's probably something in the kid that he'll probably want to give Everton something back if they know that if the inevitable happens and you go down, you don't know whether he's like, you know what, I'm going to try and get safeties and bring them back up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot more games in the championship, right? But anyway, you don't have to worry about that. That's not going to happen. Um, so. I think I've spoken about this topic about 70,000 times and it still hasn't happened. The next, the new investors, um, <laughs> you've got a major investment. It went from Ooh. 777 to MSP Sport, then back to 777, and then back to MSP Sport. It was just like, who are you trying to sign up? It's like Everton so much. Can't even sign investors. Can't get a striker, can't get investors. Um, but I'll put it to you this way. If it happened, say, before the Brighton game, it comes out, Everton seals, new investment, the grounds will be built no matter what. And we're going to have some sort of wiggle room with FSP, FFP now. Does it really make a difference? It will obviously at board level and the club will probably get a lift, but I just think it's too late, me personally. I mean, does it mean that we will get rid of two certain board members that we've spoken that, about on multiple, multiple occasions? That was going to be my point. I think we'll only sort of start to see positivity coming from this if there are changes made at the board level as well, like certain board members. Bill Kemp, Chairman Bill, we'll talk about you as well, by the way, if you'd ever listen to this. Hi, how are you? And you and, and no, I'm not even that bothered about Denise Barron back today. I've got to be honest. I just the need barrel. the barrel. Uh, it's just them. I need to, we need to get rid of the parasite. Well, yeah. you know what though? You know what though? Remember when in his letter he did say, you know, I do not run like the day to day. Whatever, it's yeah, Denise. He does. He does. He's pointing. So he, I'm he like, he does. He points. He's on the blame. He's reflecting the blame. Yeah, he's passing yeah. the buck. It's you, mate. You're the chairman. She's only the 
to the CEO, you're the chairman. That's like Daniel Levy coming out going, well, I don't run it. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So you do run the day-to-day. And if you don't run the day-to-day, how have you put that out without anyone say? How have you put that letter out without anyone saying anything? Because it's not your football club, apparently. Yeah. So don't, I, I, I will stop there before I go into a mad rant about Mr. Coronation's Street. Um, but yeah, listen, if you get the investments, it'd be nice. It'd be a boost for the football club that we've needed now. Um, if them two leave, wow, it'll be it'll be a party. I can see what Everton are going to do. Everton have probably already signed a deal, got everything's done, and they're going to wait until if we get relegated. And as soon as we get relegated, they're going to put it out and go, yeah, but we've got new investors and bills left. Oh, well, yeah. it's a bit late now. So, or, they, or they'll just sell us that the new staircase has gone in at Bramley Mordoch. Yeah. That's <laughs> what they like to do, isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah. So, no, but it's, it's so it's I'm so saying, funny. Like just no, that's okay. Just back to the investment thing. It just makes me yeah. laugh every single time I see like a tweet about oh, you know, like the little alarms <laughs> emoji. And I, I'm, I I've said this before. It just cracks me up. And the only thing that comes to mind, you know, that gif of Anchorman where he's like, I don't believe you. Like literally, <laughs> that's all I think about now. And I see stuff about investments. I'm like, yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> Believe yes. it when I see it. That's exactly. science feel delivered. That's everything. No, we believe it when we see it. Even the ground, I still probably don't. Believe, and I actually do <laughs> see that, and I'm still thinking, no, that's not happening. Um, so we've got. Listen, this is going to be a bit of a bad last two topics, but we've got to talk about it. It's getting ever. It's getting closer and closer. It feels like sort of. We can feel the green. We could see the green reaper. It seems like I can feel. I can. Smell his breath now, he's that close. Um, we've got four games. We've got tomorrow at Brighton, and we play the best team in the world the following week. Then we've got to go to Wolves, and then we play Bournemouth at home. Hopefully, Bournemouth at home is still in our hands. Melinda, uh, I'll just stay with you, and then Jake, I'll come to you. Where do we get them points from? Oh. The points we need to stay up. Um, I'll ask you how many things we need, and if you can, tell me where they come from. Oh God! Well, I think I've heard different things from different people. Is it? Is it? Do we need six points? I don't know. Do we need, I honestly don't honest, know. I know. Anything, I've, I've 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 heard different things. Like I, I'm I've I've heard most people say if we can get two wins and a draw, we should be fine. Uh, yeah, I'd say that. I think if we can get two wins and a draw, the last four. I think we'll be all right. I do. That that's my opinion. Yeah. So I'll go seven then. If we can go yeah. seven points or six points even. I obviously, just like the rest of us, probably don't want it to go right down to the very last day because then we are going to be shitting ourselves. Um I would love to see a win tomorrow. I think we all would. Mm-hmm. Um, but it might be a draw. It might be a draw. Um City at home. <laughs> I think a draw is asking a lot, okay? <laughs> but I think, I mean, we were saying this before the pod, that, you know, that's the beautiful thing about football is anything can happen. Yeah. Anything can happen. So, I mean, awesome. I would, I would, exactly. I mean, I would love a draw, but for that one, if if we did lose it, I would not be, I wouldn't be shocked. Let's just say yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Wolves then is a must win and Bournemouth, 
is a must win in that case. But if we can win tomorrow and, and not get a draw, then I think we have a bit a little bit biddle, a little bit more wiggle room. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's just oh god, yeah, it's a nightmare. I think everyone's isn't it? done that all season, haven't they? Having hands sold in. Yeah, and like literally, how many times throughout the season have I said? I do not want to be looking at other teams' fixtures and hoping that this team beats this team and this I'm, I'm, and here we are. We're doing it. I'm freaking. Cal- I'm calculating points. Oh, this scenario. If this happens, add this. Blah blah blah. If this happens, if this is the outcome, I'm like Melinda. Are you a mathematician as well now? Like, what the hell, I, girl? What's going I was on? doing that at the beginning of the season. To be honest, <laughs> I remember. I think Southampton getting beat. I don't know who it was by, or Nottingham Forest. Some Monday we were getting beat by someone. I was like. That'd be good for us, though. And everyone's like, what? You're missing. It's like four games left into the season. It's like, you could see them out of the way anyway. Yeah. But yeah. that's well gone now when we're back into where we were before last year. There's everything due to you. They just keep killing you slowly as the song goes. Um, Jake, you've heard the last four. We're, um, we're going to say you need six points to, stay out, to get out of it. Can we get them? All starts tomorrow, doesn't it? All depends mm-hmm. how we play tomorrow. If that yeah, Everton team, if the team that plays Leicester turns up, listen, I think we can get a draw tomorrow. Yeah. I think we're going to batter City 6 0. Neil Mopai scores four. Listen, as, uh, <laughs> as, long as, we keep, as long as we keep City under the cricket score, I'll be happy. Uh, listen, I think Wolves and Wolves and Bournemouth, as long as it's still in our own hands, we've got to win. There's no yeah. no other option at that point. Wolves and Bournemouth, we have to win. Yeah. But it all starts tomorrow. I think I ge- I genuinely think there is a point there for us. Listen, Brighton Brighton are flying, and they might they might underestimate us a little bit. Yeah, that's, doubt that's it. A good point. But they, they, there's a very good chance that they might. Listen, Arsenal when when uh, Arsenal came, they underestimated us. We beat them. Brentford came. Thought they were on a 12-game uh, unbeaten streak. Beat them. Why can't we beat Brighton? Listen, no. got to have some positivity. I mean, why can't we beat Brighton? Why can't we go there and shit out a 1-0? Yeah. Why, 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 yeah. why can't City come to Goodison and we shit out a 0-0? Or, yeah. you know, somehow miraculously on the counter-attack, we get a shitty 1-0. Listen, I take I take one nils tomorrow, next week, and then two draws against Brighton, say, uh, against remember. Wolves and Bournemouth. Sorry, mate. I think we've got to remember as well. We never got beat by City at the Etihad. No, nope. and it was actually one of our better performances under Lampard as well. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that Demari Gray goal was. It's a total different Manchester City. These are just a monster, an absolute monster. They get they did us a favour yesterday by beating Leeds. Could have been by more, thanks to like under one. Um, but he, we don't know, mate. Listen, it's the Premier League we're talking about here. It's the most unpredictable, maddest league in the world. You know, Liverpool win one week, 7 0, and then go and get beat by Bournemouth the following week. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's just, it's honestly, it's crazy. It's honestly Did, so mad. Didn't Wolves beat them as well? Yeah, Wolves beat them 3 0 at home, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, 
it's crazy. It's a mad league, and we, that's what we've got to cling on to. That it's eleven men on. Yeah, theirs is obviously better than ours football wise, but whatever. Why be scared of going to Brighton away? And this is not the time to be scared. This is the time to be men and step up because you, if you do it, you can beat them. It's what about um, what about you, Jamie? What uh, like point wise? What do you think we need to stay up? And then where do you think the points will come from? I think we need six, um, seven to guarantee it. We need six. And me personally, I think they're going to come from Wolves and Bournemouth. Now, mm. I don't know whether six and taking it to the Bournemouth game would keep it in our hands. I'm not sure. It's not like, like last season where there was Watford and Norwich were already down. And it was sort of, there was only, there was two, there was three actually, weren't there? Burnley, Leeds and Everton were sort of battling it all out for one spot. There's now four teams going for three spots. So it's like, you know, there's still a lot. Let's say Southampton are down, actually, wouldn't you? So there's four teams, there's three teams going for two spots. So there's only one that can survive. Where last year there was only one that could go down. So it's a lot harder yeah. this year because we could go and do everything we want, but still finishing that them two because someone else is just better than us. Yeah. Um, exactly. So it's a lot harder this year. But listen, we're Everton Football Club. We shouldn't be in this position. We all know that as a fan base, we shouldn't be in this position. But we are. Um, and we've got to get out of it. We can beat... Well, why can't we beat... As Jake just rightly said, why can't we go to Brighton, who are playing for, for Europe, and beat them? Yeah. Or get a draw? Yeah, Man City people might say it's a free hit. I've just called them the best team in the world, and they are. But I've seen some teams come to Goodison. Who were the best teams in the world? I've seen Man United, the Arsenal Invincibles. I've seen them all. You tell Wayne Rooney when he scores that goal against Arsenal that they were the best team in the world at the time. He didn't care, did he? So we need a player like that. We need a hero. We need someone to step up. Hopefully, yep. it's any of them and do it. Listen, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know at all. I guess this isn't it, but it's just. Listen, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at the. T- I've got the table up here now. If Southampton beat Forest tomorrow, which not out of the realms of possibility, Southampton is shy. Uh-huh. But and Ever- Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, yeah, and Fulham beat Leicester, and we win. We go up to sixteenth. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll only be we'll be it'll take us to thirty-two points. We'll be two points ahead of Leicester, Leeds, Forest. That looks a whole lot better. That's what that. Yeah, 19th, well, one point behind them. Well, that's what right. I'm saying as well. Sorry, that. Now, this is going to sound mad, but I'm not writing these two games off. But I'm also not going, well, it's over if we get beaten these two games. If we get beat by Brighton and Manchester City, it's not over because no. we've just only said we said we need six points. We've still got two games to get six points. We've played a team that are flying in Brighton who beat Wolves 6 0 or something and beat Man United in the last minute. They were in the FA Cup semi-final, the sort of pushing for Europa League, if not Champions League, if they can sort of go on a mad run. What you know, so it's no these are no mugs that we're playing. Then we go to, then we've got a you know, as the best as I said before, one of the best teams we've seen come to Goodison and try and stop them. So after the city game I don't think I can go, wow, it's over, we're down, we're down. Couple no, because there's still six points to play for, and them six points can keep you in the Premier League. 
Yeah. Very, very much so. It's just, it's still so tight at the bottom. Yeah. Like if, if we were to win out, what? That's twelve points. That'll take us to forty-one points. So, uh, very unlikely to happen. But they say forty guarantees your safety. Forty-one points. If we, if everything, if all the other teams around us lost, which isn't going to happen, but would take us to twelve. <laughs> that's mental as it stands right now 41 points would have you in 12 I would run around Bramley Moore Bramley Moore with just a pair of Everton shorts on if that happened 12 I know what and that's how bad it sounds and that's how mental we've driven this how bad this club's driven us that 12 is something that we'd actually be like that's boss honestly like the bar is on the floor the bar is broken <laughs> The bar is like at the bottom of the Mersey. Like, okay, it's just like, oh my days. The bar is we, actually broken. How have we? How have we gotten here? But you know what, Jamie? Like you said before, this is just we just have to we have to deal with it. This is where we are, and we just have to grab the bull by the horns and fight for dear life to stay in the Premier League. Really, I know. I'm and, just looking, sorry, Jamie, looking at it now. Sorry, I'm just looking at it now. Even like the, when Wolves beat us in the last minute, there's an extra point. We would have been 30. We don't lose to South. We beat Southampton. There's an extra three points. We'd be safe. We'd be 14. I don't know. Just that, that's how close <laughs> it is. Sorry, we'd be 15. Well, listen, well, we're not. And no, it's we're not. It's going to sound horrible, but I want to get his opinion. On let's say the worst happens, and against I'm not even going to say the team that we it'll mathematically happen against because I don't want to jinx nothing. But if it happens and we go down, how do we cope? Now I'm not talking about a football club. Couldn't care. That's down to them. You know, if they if they're horrible enough to do that to us, let them let them sort the mess out. How do you cope? Gee, I'll start with you because I think I, I don't want to get I don't want to drag Melinda through the negativity mud. <laughs> We're already like rolling around and it makes it all right. Uh it's gonna stink. Like I mean I've personally I've resigned myself to the fact that it's ninety five percent gonna happen, I think. I just I don't I don't trust any of these players to to get us out of it. So I've I've sort of resigned myself to the fact. That it's gonna happen, but I'm like, I can't lie. It's gonna, it's gonna hurt. I never, I never ever thought I'd, I'd see the day where Everton wouldn't be in the Premier League. But listen, it'll sting for a bit. Then August, we go again, and we've got a fight to get back in the Premier League, haven't we? We can't turn our, we can't turn our backs as fans just because we're not playing the Man Cities of the world and the 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 Man Uniteds of the world, the Arsenal of the world every week. This is what happens if you're not good enough. The table doesn't lie, does it? And right now we're not good enough, so. No, we're not. It, it's going to hurt, but we, I think we'll uh, we'll 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 support Evan through thick and thin, won't we? It's the yeah, mate, there's a lot of thin, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We 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 escaped it once, and that should have been a lesson. It's almost like that. You know what? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Well, you know Melinda what? Only... Escaped it three times. Yeah, 
Yeah. Wimbledon, it, it, Coventry City, and Crystal Palace. Palace. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I meant just more like obviously. Oh, more the, of, of, yeah, yeah, actually. Where like, where change should have been implemented and it wasn't. They only had themselves to blame for this. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah, it's it's disappointing and it's frustrating. But as Jake has so rightfully said, of course, we'll still support Everton no matter where, no matter where we go, <laughs> wherever we end up. Hopefully, if we do go down, we do bounce right back up. But yeah, it's and, it's gonna... not, and it's possible. I've seen that before. Yeah. Burnley. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Newcastle. People go, yeah. oh, we won't bounce back up because of our owners. Listen, Newcastle bounced up in the end, Michael, Mike Ashley. Sometimes teams are just good, better than the other team. It's as simple as that. Uh, I wouldn't go, I won't go through the team and say you're going to keep, you probably all know the players that'll leave. But we, 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 we'll have a good team going into that championship next season if we do. Oh, yeah. no mistake, we'll have a very good team going into there. I just think obviously everyone's going to want to beat us, but we just don't let them. We just beat them. It's simple as that. No, that sounds yeah. easy, but we will. These are these players aren't good enough to play in the Premier League, obviously. But I think a few of them are good enough to play in the Championship, if not too good to be in the Championship. They need like a middle league for Everton, like a little smaller <laughs> one. The Premiership, they call it. The Premiership. <laughs> I love it. But uh, yeah, as I say, listen, it's going to harm. It's going to be horrible, isn't it? When they're just. It's going to be horrible to sort of swallow. As a fan, I mean, I don't mean as the club. We both know, and let them deal with the mess, the mess that they created. Mr. Kenwright, this is your legacy. But as a fan, it's going to be horrible. Yeah. Are you going to... Oh, yeah. You, you, you'll be all right. Like, cope with, like, not coping, but obviously, because it's not life and death, this... It is just football at the end of the day, and people might go, well, it's not. It is. There's bigger things in life, in the world going on. But when it's happening, there isn't. I say this all the time to people that go, it's just a game. It's not just a game. Yeah. It's not just a game. Um. So, listen, it'll hurt, but as you say, we'll keep going. Melinda, you'll keep going. Jay, you'll come over and keep going. You'll keep supporting them, whether we're playing. Tottenham or Tamworth, you know, it, yeah. it is what it is. Um, we didn't create this mess, we've just got to deal with it, which is probably a lot harder to take, but whatever. That's I, the problem, I, I is that put, it's not it a mess it. we created, isn't it? It's well, a I mess created Paul, by the, the board. Yeah, well, this is what I said to Paul. I was like, I just basically said to him, this isn't a shock either, by the way. This isn't one of them seasons where, like, we've started the season, everything's just gone wrong. And we're like, oh my god, how have we ended up here? We've known this was coming. Do you know what I mean? Yep. This has been a, we've known this was coming. So I think that's what it's made it a lot easier for people to deal like gonna be able to deal with it, thinking, well, you know what, they deserve it and we knew it was coming. Where if it was just a mad shock, like we dropped like a stone. Um I think I remember one year Fulham were like flying. They were like twelfth. And then from February, they just went they just dropped. And ended up getting relegated. Everyone was like, what did that Wasn't happen? that the year they beat, beat Juventus in the Europa League? Yeah, something like that. So yeah. it, 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 it can happen. Portsmouth, and they were Portsmouth in the FA Cup final, and two years later playing League One football. That's a shock. That must that would be like, oh my God. 
this has been happening for ages. This has just been a slow decline of a football club. So I think it's not. It's never easy to take, but it's easier to take. Anyway, yeah. that's not going to happen anyway because we're going to stay up the next season. We're going to play in Europe, so it's all right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and it all starts with our trip to the Amex tomorrow. The we play Brighton away. Um. On BT Sport on R five. Um, I just literally will go through the team, and then we'll get some results, some predictions. And uh, if you want to give a prediction, you can. If you don't want to, I totally understand. Um, but Melinda, I'll get you yours first. We'll go. I'll go with your team, and then we'll get Jake's team. And then we'll sort of just, you know, if you want to give a, we know what Brighton are going to give us. We're going to give us a terrible game. They're going to give us an R game. They're going to have a lot of the ball. I don't think there's any sort of surprise in the way the game's going to pan out and what we've got to do as a team to beat them. So we'll go with your team and then we'll get cheeks. Okay. So no more counting on my fi- fingers and making sure I've done it right because hey look what I've got <laughs> um, so obviously this is a this is a podcast so people can't see but um I have been I have received a purchase for my podcast peeps and it is um literally what do you call it a tactics board tactics board so I've just got all my starting 11 now on here without having to look like a total loser <laughs> by counting them all out so yes okay should I do my lineup first and prediction do your lineup then we'll get Jake and then we'll get predictions. predictions yeah okay so obviously Pickford feels really weird not saying Coleman I know <laughs> I just got really emotional there I was like <laughs> <laughs> um so it has to be Patterson yeah I would put Cody yeah. it'll be Cody Cody I was humming and hawing about Cody or Mina, but I think I'll go with Cody, Karkovsky, Mikolenko, Onana, Ganagay, Awobi in the middle. And then I would actually have Gray and McNeil up top with DCL. So Awobi in a midfield three? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Call, right? I like that. No, I think that's a solid team. That's, that, that's, that's just what came to mind for me. So, mm-hmm. because I think we need to keep, a, I, I want to will be there because of, you know, how he, I mean, he, he did get the goal. I mean, he, mm-hmm. his performances as of late have been a little bit up and down. You know, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Um, but I think because of, you know, him scoring, I think it, it, he needs to stay in the team. Absolutely. So yeah, I put, I put in there and Gana Gay as well. I don't mm-hmm. think he's been, I don't think he's been terrible well that one free kick was awful but we move <laughs> no, no it's a it's a strong team and really coming off the bench you'd have Abdelaide Decore and James Garner so yeah you know you, you yeah I'm, I'd be happy if you've seen that um Jake anything you do different mate or see me personally I go the same as Leicester but obviously Patterson in for Coleman and Mina in for Keane I'd go. I'd go mean it over Cody. I think we need a little bit of extra speed. I thought. I thought James Garner was probably our best player against Leicester. I don't think he. Uh, he should come out. I think the only one, maybe I'd change would be, I'd actually drop Alex Awobi and bring Damari Gray in. 
Just again, I, th- I think if we want to play this counter-attack on football, we need speed. Tamari Gray is a lot faster than Alex Moby. Yeri Mina is a lot faster than Conor Cody. And that they would, but other, other than that, I think this that team against Leicester was we was one uh, arguably one of our better performances of the season. So I wouldn't change too much. I think getting the pen helped with momentum, though. I, I, if if we didn't get that pen, I, I don't know what would have happened. Yeah, 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 and yeah, no, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. What was your thought be yours? Yeah, what's your team, Jamie? Uh, to be honest, I like Jake's point of, yeah, Leicester was one of our best performances, um, which doesn't say a lot, but, you know. But I can't, obviously, can't keep Keane in the team. That just goes on saying. Yeah. Um, I would be Conor Cozy. I think we need someone who's got a little bit more grit. I don't think Yeri Mina offers you that. Yeah, he's a bit of a shitbag, and he'll push people and stuff like that. But I think he can also get he can also get distracted, and it's, we can't afford. And he can get injured. Listen, he can play twenty minutes and come off. So I think we, I think I'd play Conor Cozy just purely for his leadership um, yeah. to command the back four to help Nathan Patterson as well. By the way, Nathan right. Patterson is going to need a lot of speaking to throughout the game, and he's the perfect man to do it. Uh, it's a difficult one in midfield. I would drop it. I would drop the core, even though I think he's been, and uh, obviously he's been rejuvenated on the dice. He looked knackered against Leicester, and he actually didn't do anything. I watched the game a couple. I've watched the game back, and he was just a passenger in the game. He, he literally, because the ball was going up to Calvert Lewin, he was just getting completely bypassed. He was never ra- in and around Calvert Lewin. He was sort of to pick up the pieces, which is what he's there for. With, with you no know, the knockdowns and stuff like that, he was just nowhere to be seen. So maybe he needs to be taken out a little bit. I'd go to I'd go a bit different. I wouldn't bring Damari Gray in just because I don't think he works hard enough off the ball. I think because we're going to be such on the back foot this on tomorrow, we need someone that'll help Nathan Patterson, and I don't think Damari Gray gives you that. I think he'll just leave Patterson isolated like he, he normally does. Um, he's brilliant going forward. Don't get me wrong, but. You know, we're not going to see a lot of the ball tomorrow, so we need some cover that side. So I'd keep a Wobie there. I oh, can't that be feel to have Melinda give through a spanner in the work now. Because <laughs> mm. James Garner was brilliant, but Anana. I know, I know. It was it was not an easy decision for, for me, but I just thinking back to other like older performances, I I just think that's that solid that three midfield is, was solid. Yeah, it was, you're right. All depends what Jonana turns up, doesn't it? Yeah, but that, that's him. You deal. It all depends what Everton turn up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll you know I'll go for it, Millard. I'll go with you. I'll go. Hey. Ghana, Anana, Awobi. No, no, sorry, Ghana, Anana, Ghana, and Ghana. I'd have a Wobie. Oh, okay. I'd have a Wobie, McNeil, Calvin Lewin, and then obviously the back four is Patterson, Cody, Tolkovsky, Michalenko. Okay, I like um, it. I mean, uh, hey, he's he's Sally and he's he's alright, but he's, yeah, he's, a, he's no he'll... Jordan Pickford. No, JP. Yeah, that's that that'd be mine actually. Yeah, I'd leave a Wobi in, and I'd just put I'd bring the core out for Anana. Okay, okay, I like it. Play Anana right, play Anana right up by Calvin Lewin. 
I think that's a role he'd thrive in, you know. Mm, I would. Like a Fellaini. Yeah. Imagine the pair of them. Imagine trying to win either against the pair of them. Well, yeah, I'll fire. <laughs> there you go. That looks about six foot nine, isn't he? Yeah, but Cavaloon's everything in the air, doesn't he? Mm, he does. You never know me. Listen. Imagine. Cav- opens up a whole new route. I know. I know. Actually, yeah. I think. Yeah. I just think Dice is just going to completely mess everything up. Uh, sorry. Dice I he's going to play Michael Keane. And I think he's going to play Mason Aldridge. <laughs> oh no! It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> oh, Would you be surprised? No, I wouldn't. That's just what's bad in it. Um, oh, red card incoming. My card. <laughs> Hopefully for them. So we'll get predictions. Listen, if you don't want to do one, you don't have to. And I'll, a couple of times you've not done them, and we've done them, and it hasn't worked out. But you know, it's a part of the show. So, Belinda, your head and your heart, please. So my head is saying, I think it's going to be a draw. I think it'll be 1-1. But my heart is saying, my heart is actually saying 2-0. Oh. Yeah, 2-0. And I'm going to go Calvert-Lewin. And I think Damari Gray will get one if, if, if if he's in the lineup. He's due. He's due for a goal. He's due to all due for the goal. Jake? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm saying my head's saying a draw. Like uh, nil-nil or 1-1? One, one? I don't care. 2-2? <laughs> two, 3-3? Two, two? <laughs> for all I care. As long as like we get something. Yeah. Uh, me heart is saying a properly shit host. 1-0 win. Properly shit out one nil one, like sp- completely smashing grab. <laughs> nice. And who, who who's getting it? Cavaloon. Yeah, all day, baby. Cavaloon. And what about you, Jamie? Are you? Do you want to do one? Uh, yeah, might as well. Yeah, go on then. I do. We head. Hmm, this going to sound horrible. We head says they'll win, just because it's Brighton, and I just think. It's a hard place to go to, but my heart says uh, 2-1 Everton. Okay. Two goals from set pieces. Um, getting them. I'm going to say James Torkowski and Calvert Lewin. I like it. He's due a corner. All the corners seem to be landing on his head and he just can't seem to... He's getting closer mm-hmm. and closer. So I think tomorrow might be the time we get to the back of the net. That means we actually need to get a corner though, which is a big ask. We've been getting corners, haven't we? We just can't put them in the box. Yes, it's been unusual for us, actually. I'm like, what is going on here? Uh-huh. Like we had like nine them. corners or something against Leicester, didn't we? Yeah, uh-huh. there was quite a few. I'm mad like that. So that's it. So that's um, that's our preview, our Brighton preview done. I just want to give some uh, a shout-out, really, to a, a lad called uh, Lou Reed Foster, who's written a book... And it's called Fear and Loathing at Goodison Park. It's basically about the David Moyes area. Um, and, you know, from I think it's from like the first game of Preston, um, from when he first came in from Preston, sorry, to when he left. And just just memories and just, you know, the, the, the cup final, the Florentina, the European nights, the not-so-good nights, some, you know, 
some bad results. Wayne Rooney, the, the bringing through of Wayne Rooney and all that type of stuff. Plays he did sign, plays he wanted to sign. Um, some transfer departures, I think they're in there as well. So yeah, it's a really good read. If you, you know, if you, if you of our age like I am, and obviously people are, you know, I get shown things that like Howard Kendall and stuff like that, and I wasn't alive, so I appreciate yeah. it, but I can't really. So it doesn't, it, you know, I can't really resonate with it because I wasn't there, which obviously it is what it is. It's a part of our history, of course, but when you're not there to see it, you love it, but there's just something that there's always that something missing. This is what we've seen. Uh, this is this is recent. So honestly, it's worth a read. It's out now. Um, you can get it at all the you know your usual bookstores, Waterstones, W H Smiths. You, you can actually get it on Amazon if you know if you if you want to get it downloaded. Uh, and Hive.co.uk. So yeah, just to give them a little bit of a shout out there. And honestly, it's a, it is really it, it is a really good read. It's boss, Jamie. Yeah, definitely. It's something that, like you said, it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, great to read about the history of Everton and things like that, you know, over the years, but it is a bit different when it's something that's happened in your time of supporting them, you know, like yeah. I was alive for that. I was around for that. And I, you know, so I think it, it, it does resonate a little bit differently. Um, So it'd be kind of interesting to, I'm probably going to give it a read myself and yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good one, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, it's a good read. Yeah, it really captures what it was like at that time. It really does capture that. And, you know... It'd be nice to uh, relive some memories when we weren't so shit. Yeah, I know what yeah. that is. I think that is <laughs> that as well, where we were a bit like Brighton. So, uh, so that, that's all I just wanted to give them a little thing there because I think it. I think a lot of people have enjoy, will enjoy it as well. I might give some people a break from the disaster that's happening now. But no, you too. Thank you very much for joining me. Hopefully, yeah. we'll get on through the week and we'll be talking about how good we were against Brighton and Calvin Lewin's Atsuch. Manchester City need to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Hopefully, we will. So, uh, thank you very much, you two, for joining me. Up the toffees. Always a pleasure, Jamie. Up the toffees. Up the toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.